Alright everyone, here is the moment you have been waiting for. My name is Gabe Jones, and on this today's special episode of Into Final Space, I am welcoming the Master Commander, the creator of Final Space, the voice of Gary Goodspeed, Mooncake, and Tribor, Olin Rogers. This is an incredible honor, and I cannot wait for you guys to hear this exclusive interview. Buckle up those butt cheeks, and let's get right into it. All right, so today I am welcoming the Olin Rogers to Into Final Space via Skype. Thank you so much for coming on today. How are you? Doing good. Doing good, buddy. Awesome. Well, thank you again for joining me today. Absolutely. Let's get into Final Space. All righty. So first off, we, of course, know that you are the mastermind behold, behind the whole operation. But can you just give us like a breakdown of what your overall job on Final Space entails? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so I'm the creator, EP, uh, writer. Um, I also voice uh, Gary Goodspeed, Mooncake, Tribor, Menendez, a slew of other various characters. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm there for every step of the way Uh, and every side of the production. I'm I'm there. I'm in it. I'm into final space. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, And of course, we know uh, a lot of the background that led up to final space. But can you just give us a bit of the crazy process of how it all went from Gary Space to the pilot to the incredibly mastery of television? uh, And then afterwards, where did you get all that inspiration from? Yeah. Um, So it started out as a kind of like a, a little terribly made um cartoon called gary space that i that i did on my youtube back in like 2011 uh it was just done in after effects it was very terrible maybe one of the worst things i've ever made it did three little episodes um but i don't know i mean the 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 idea the the two characters were always were always there it was gary and mooncake and I remember I, I was like, man, I, I love animation so much. I grew up with Toonami, Dragon Ball Z, and, and Reboot. And um, I, I always watched you know, cartoons, you know, Transformers, the, the 1980s movie is still one of my favorite movies. And I was like, man, I really want to do some sort of animation. It'd be cool to reboot that thing in, in some fashion. And I remember uh, at the time, Gary Space was, this was like I was, when I was thinking about rebooting it, right before the, the pilot presentation. Uh, I wanted to call it Gary Space, and I remember somebody was like, "Man, you're just copying off Steven Universe," and I'm like, "No, no, I, I had the thingy first. <laughs> but uh, so I so I changed the name to Final Space, and um, I did the pilot presentation with Newform because at the time they were funding a lot of YouTubers uh, and kind of online creators like passion projects, and I was like, "Man." It'd be awesome to pitch them something, you know, even if it's live action or whatever. I pitched them two ideas. One was this book that me and Jake were writing called Heaven's Vault. And the other one was Final Space. And it was like, I just sent them some art, you know, some art that I had made. And um, they ended up saying, well, yeah, let's do this Final Space one, you know, because I think it was cheaper. And I, I, I don't think New Form had ever done animation before. Yeah. And they gave me the absolute least amount of money uh, <laughs> out of out of the bunch. I'm serious. Like all the other guys, I think they got like twenty to thirty thousand dollars to wow. make their passion project. They gave me fifteen, and I I threw every cent at the screen. I didn't get paid one dollar. I was like, throw it every. 
because it was like that's all we had you know and their their projects were like 20 minutes long and mine was six that was all the animation i could get six minutes and it was stretching it and so i had to be very strategic about what was actually moving in that in that short so i had to come up with a story that basically involved not a lot of moving and you know really push the 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 dollars that i had to the maximum and thankfully you know studio joho took that and just ran with it and you could tell that they were pretty passionate about it and um i remember i, I in the script i put like all the shots that i wanted like a dolly i was like dolly in on gary as he's sitting there holding avocado and um you know i sent him like a playlist of all the music that i wanted and I think he was starting to get, you know, the idea very, very quickly that we wanted something cinematic. And I think the uh, the point from there is we, we uploaded it to YouTube. I think their plan was to upload it at like 5 a.m., which is like the dumbest time to upload anything. If yeah. you've been on YouTube, it's like you'd never upload any. Nobody's up at 5 a.m. And I was like, man, I, I spent five months on this. Nobody's going to watch this thing. And sure enough um i put it up at 5 a.m and it blew up and still to this day probably one of my most viewed and and most liked videos and most commented videos was that video and i wish i would have figured that out you know a decade ago because man i wish (laughs) if i knew that that i could crack into the industry doing that thing i would have done it much much sooner um but yeah i think it was it 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 was a, a a fun passion project that when people kind of saw it, they could tell that it, that I was passionate about it. And um, immediately, like the day after, I got an email from Adult Swim, funny enough, and, um, <laughs> and Konico and Lionsgate. And I knew right then, man, this is life-changing. This could be, this could be a life-changing event um, right there. And it's kind of the, the moment that, you, that I was hoping for for over a decade. You know, like th- th- that somebody would just see me. And yeah. I mean, I've, I've done a lot of stuff. You can look at some stuff that I was self-taught, did a lot of stuff, like a video series like Pop Rocket, Last Scene, New Prime. And I tried so hard to break into that live action field and nobody saw me. And it just took this little fun cartoon to do it. Um, but yeah, it, from there, it was just I, I met up with uh, Konico and um, essentially they came on board as a producing partner and we took out pitches and bidding war ensued and Final Space ended up at uh, TBS. And uh, the inspiration behind it was just all the stuff that I kind of grew up with, you know, Star Wars, Star Trek. And um, but the animation wise, I, I mean, if you look at the 1980s Transformers, the movie, that is so it has so much of the DNA of Final Space because they did some ballsy things in that movie um, with like killing off Optimus Prime. And you're like, what? Optim- you killed off Optimus Prime. <laughs> and they, the soundtrack was like ACDC, like just all, it was like the most amazing soundtrack to any movie. And the animation was just mind blowing. Um, I think Orson Welles did a voice in it. It was like, they just did some crazy stuff in it. But if, if you look at that, you, you can definitely see like the DNA of like where I got a lot of inspiration for Final Space. Yeah, awesome. All right. Um, so 
what was kind of your vision in making Final Space? And you talk about those inspirations and the passion behind it. But what what was your end goal and your you know what what were you trying to make out of it? Yeah, I mean, I there's I've watched animation a long, long time. I mean, um, early tsunami. I mean, I, I've seen all Family Guy, South Park, American Dad. You know, I've I've seen it all. You know, I've watched anime. I've watched. Pretty much everything that I that I could watch, I, I would I watch an animation because it's it's just so it's such a an imaginative medium, you know. Yeah. Like you, there's so much stuff you could do with animation that you just can't do in live action, and that's that's always been fascinating. And, and one of the things that that sparked my love for kind of getting into stories was Toy Story. Funny enough, I, I, I like I snuck out of my house to go see Toy Story like three <laughs> times, um, and I was just like a kid at the time. So it's like, it, it was just something that really fascinated me. And yeah, I think it's the thing that I wanted to do with it was I, I just hated how a lot of the adult animation um, was always just kind of focusing in on comedy. Yeah. And, and once I saw toy story and I realized, Holy, Holy crap, there's other brushes that can paint with different emotions, you know, like it's not just, comedy raunchy comedy you know because it was at the time you know simpsons i remember sneaking and watching that all the time and it, it, that was revolutionary for its time even family guy early family guy i still remember one of the one of the best jokes on tv is uh p tier griffin is when he gets asked like what's your name and he's like he's looking around and he sees like a fountain peeing and he's like p and then he sees somebody crying tear and then he sees it just a freaking griffin griffin and he's like peter griffin he's like no no it's like it's one of the funniest jokes, um, and and they've all kind of even South Park. It's it, like they they do so good at what they do, um, but they they don't really pull out the other brushes and and paint with those. And I think that's what fascinated me with with trying to do animation is like, man, I, I just really love you know what what pixar was doing and that was one of the the things we pitched is like we want to make a show that's very pixar you know that that's that's hitting with all those different emotions and i think that that was always the goal and and whether or not we accomplished it season one i hope we did but i think that we we really accomplished it season two and if we get another season i think it's it's only going to get more and more intense and, and and dark and cool and stuff so hopefully we'll see but that's that was always the idea. Yeah, yeah, and the, I know when, whenever I'm trying to pitch to people who haven't heard of it before, I'm I'm always like, it's it's an adult co- comedy cartoon, but it's not your usual adult comedy cartoon. It, yeah. it's, it's got so much more substance, so many more layers and levels to it that you know kind of build yeah. this action adventure with some heart and really great storyline, super cinematic. Yeah. And and there's definitely shows out there that that are like that, you know, yeah. like you, you look at gravity falls and even Rick and Morty kind of dabbles in that. And I think over the garden wall is a great one. Um, and even adventure time, you know, really kind of taps into that. And I think that's, those are the, to me, the more interesting cartoons. Um, those are the ones that I keep going back to. Cause I'm like, man, there's something just has depth, you know, like there's layers to it. And, um, that's the goal, you know, is, is to have something that just has a lot of layers to it. And, and it's hard to describe Final Space to people because they, they like just painting with the one brush, you know, yeah. which is like Futurama or Rick and Morty 
copycat or, you know, whatever it is. But um, whenever they give it a chance, they're like, oh, wow, I didn't expect that. You know, that's that's the thing that they always say. I didn't expect that to be what it was. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, so next question. Um, what is it like not only to be show creator and working to make sure everything's meeting expectations, but also to be voicing characters in the show? And how was your previous projects and everything with YouTube helped you get to this position in voice acting? Yeah, I mean, the only thing that hits the mind right now is just exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm exhausted, man. Like, it's, it's been a long season two and in season one. I mean, we, we didn't stop. We just kind of were like, we got picked up for season two while we were finishing season one. So we were just grinding through. We've been working nonstop for like three years now. And I think the, the big thing right now is, is, you know, with managing all the social media stuff and um, editing all these trailers and these videos and, and um, kind of like still going to mixes and voice records and doing write up and, and, you know, all this other stuff that goes into making a show. It's, it's exhausting for sure. Um, that's the thing that hits my mind right now, but right behind that is, is fun because it's, it's exactly what I want to do. So it's <laughs> like, it's, it's exhausting fun, you know? Yeah. Um, any time that I feel like, man, that's, that's I'm tired. I just need to sit there. And then I just realized, you know what, this is, this is exactly what I want. So I don't, I don't know what else would I, uh, rather get exhausted at, but it's, it's definitely this. So it's like, yeah. it's, it's hard to explain. Absolutely. Um, so what was it like, you know, with this first se- season, just starting a brand new show from scratch and, or the things that you had to, to learn and become accustomed to? Yeah, I mean that was that was that was an unusual time. I mean, right from the get go, uh, selling the actual thing, I felt like an imposter because uh, <laughs> it was like, who am I? I mean, like, like I'm so used to bad things happening to me that I was like, this is like the one good thing in a long time that's happened to me, like a win. And I was like, man, this is this sucks, you know? Like, it's like I feel yeah. like I feel like I uh, I don't deserve this, and then. Shortly after that, I realized, I was like, well, I got to show people that, that I am worthy of this. Right. And so I just worked so hard. I mean, I, like, I remember there'd be times I'd go in, uh, you know, 8 in the morning and walk out of there 2, 3 a.m., you know, in the writing of it. It was like, and I remember we were writing on, you know, near Christmas and Christmas Eve, like, 2 a.m. You know, I didn't fly back to Nashville until Christmas Day. Like, I was... It was nuts, man. It was like I was we were trying everything um, to make sure that this was like a, a good show. And um, I think once we started getting closer to the, the premiere of it, that pressure, man, it, it comes it sneaks up on you um, because then you then you see everybody like what their first thoughts are. And, and everybody's first thought was, you know, this is just a copycat of Rick and Morty. And, and there's no way to, to combat that, you know. And I even I, I would even go on there and I would say, hey, just check it out. You know, it's, it's OK to like multiple things. That is, the thing. <laughs> you know, it's not just like one cartoon show. That's all you're allowed to like. It's like you're allowed to love and, and watch many different things. I watch yeah. every cartoon show known to man. And I don't think they're competing with each other. Um, but so that was that started to pop up. And, and, and then you just kind of feel like, 
who knows what they're going to think, you know? Um, and I think once it actually aired and we got like our first review and our, the first review was a Hollywood reporter. And I still remember it. I framed it. It's one of the funniest things I've ever read. Um, <laughs> he just said that it was going to float off into space and couldn't find one single good thing to say about the show. I'm talking the animation, the music. I mean, all the voice actors we had exclude me, but like there are some good voice actors on there. I mean, there was, he couldn't find one good thing about it. He just jumped on it. And I just cracked up at that. And I think that almost in a weird way helped like help me just realize that, you know what? Not everybody's going to like this. And there's nothing you can do to prevent that because it, it was, it was weird. It, it, like having, a terrible review like that was like the best thing that could have happened to me. Um, just for mental, like mentally just going down the road. Cause even if everybody loved it, I would be kind of like in a, in a state of mind where it's like, Holy crap, I have more pressure. You know, there's more pressure there, but it was, it was good to see that first review. And I mean, obviously you want everybody to love it, but, um, then we started to get some good ones, you know, that people that actually watched it just got to even watch it. And so we started to get some good ones. And then I realized, OK, you know what? People that are actually giving us a chance are digging it. And then I realized, OK, I, I feel good. I feel I, I started to really kind of feel like I was in a good spot. Um, obviously, there's nothing. you. Probably the most stressful time, though, was like the actual premiere of the show like the, the the entire run of the show was just because you i mean even if you pick up a show the thing that you don't really like think about at all it's like the number you got to get a good number you know like the nelson's rating number i don't know anything about that and i guess we didn't do like so hot on tbs um we did okay but then we did end up doing a lot better in Adult Swim, which is like, which I guess is why we did the uh, old switcheroo there. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it's there's so many different emotions. You can't you can't predict it, man. It, it's it's just a, a very pressuring um, job for sure, and very stressful, very stressful. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you. Um, you should so... start a show, Gabe. Start <laughs> it right now. Let me get on Enjoy it. Enjoy the yeah. stressfulness of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, next up, what has it been like to work along some of these amazing actors, artists, directors, and producers? Um, we've seen you post uh, all your crazy stuff with, you know, boys acting with some of the legends that you love. Yeah. Um, and, of course, some of your best friends. So can you just tell us a little bit about how that's been? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, season one, we, we got some great actors involved and that was such a, a big asset to I think the show because I don't know how many people would have watched it if we didn't get like such a stellar cast you know like David Tennant, Fred Armisen Ron Perlman, Keith David um, Tika and, and you know forget me and Koti we're a bunch of nobodies but like <laughs> they brought the people you know and I think it's um, every time I, that I get to record with them it's so cool to see them slowly kind of find their character. Cause I feel like season one and in season one with every show, you don't really get enough time to actually find the character because you're in the booth for like an hour, 
Yeah. And then in, in that hour, you could actually record four episodes, you know? So th- you, we're just blazing through records. Um, and they'll come in and do pickups and stuff and ADR. But, like, that first season, everybody was just, like, really kind of getting used to the show, getting used to the characters. And it's just cool to see in season two, like, when you get in the booth, that they just know their character. They just hop in. Like, I remember when, when Fred first popped in uh, the booth it was kind of a moment where it's like man I, I don't know if he knows what this character is yet and every time he hopped in the booth he started to really really find it to where season two he hopped in and he was like it was like amazing he knew the character he was he was funnier than ever so it was it was just kind of it's really interesting to see that process in voice acting because i don't i i voiced you know essentially season one and season two that's it that's my experience in voice acting and nobody really taught me. Um, I just kind of got thrown into it. Um, and that first season, I, I learned a ton. And I know Cote learned a ton um, just kind of with him kind of doing that, that, that first season and him trying to right now just trying to find other jobs, you know, because he's, he's out. Me and him are trying to get other voice acting gigs, and he, he's out trying to, trying to get another job because I killed the man off. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad, but um, yeah, one I mean, of the boldest it, moves in animation. Yeah, and, and I, <laughs> you know, I just did an audition today, and and he got really close on this one audition for a Netflix show, and I was rooting for him, man. I was, I was like, come on, Cote, please, and he he missed out. He just he didn't get ah. it, but it's like I, he's going to get something, and um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 awesome to work with all these people at the end of the day they're they're all great and they're all so talented and i've learned so much um and uh yeah i mean that's that's about all i have (laughs) all right um so um of course you know we have a season two now uh so what has it been like to see the fanfare that has continued to build up around the show it's pretty crazy because i think when we when we aired on in the u.s it was kind of an interesting thing where it had a little bit of a, a, a base kind of brewing, you know, like you're kind of starting a fire and, and you got like sparks a little bit. Um, but then when it went on like the international Netflix, it was like a napalm bomb. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I didn't really expect that at all. Like I was like, I was like, OK, whatever, you know, international Netflix. I have no idea uh, what's going to happen with that. Hopefully it's good, you know, and. I remember, like, out of nowhere, things just started to really blow up. Like, it became a thing overseas, which is, like, kind of absurd that your show is more popular overseas than the <laughs> United States. And you're like, okay, cool. Um, and I think, I guess the reason why, and I was trying to analyze that, it's, like, and something that I don't, I didn't want to do with Final Space is I don't really write very pop culture jokes, like, jokes that are, that are, you know, almost like Family Guy. Family Guy is very topical. Like they, they write jokes about you know actors or um, or whatever like that's happening in the moment. Even South Park. But the the thing with Final Space, since it's its own universe, like much like Star Wars or even like the Avengers, there is no, there is nothing for them to kind of like uh, like scratch their head at. You know, like the, yeah. it's just, it's a very easy thing for them to watch and dub and basically be like. Yeah, this is just a space adventure, you know, with with yeah. situational comedy. Um, 
So I think that's why I did so well over there. But it, it's it's been surreal to kind of see, you know, people get tattoos. I feel like that's like that's yeah. <laughs> when you know you have something. There's you know, been like, some really good ones out there. Yeah. Yeah. When, when, once people start inking your characters on on their body, <laughs> that's that's when you know you got that's something smart. that in the works. And yeah. and I say that because it's like there's there are some cartoon shows out there that that don't have a fandom like that. It, to go to those lengths, the cosplay to get a tattoo to um you know start a podcast you know like like you like there, there, it, people it takes a lot for that to happen for, to make that jump um and so i think it's 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 cool to see and, and hopefully with season two everybody digs it and it, and it keeps growing um because that would be great because there's more story to be told but uh it's been great it's been awesome to see man yeah awesome yeah all right um so what did you learn from, you know, the first season that you have been able to use to, you know, make the second season even better? Yeah, I mean, that's that's like that was such a good um, learning experience for me in particular, because it's like I I'm not from TV. I have no TV experience. And the funny thing is, you don't really get TV experience unless you do TV to get TV experience because there is no class for it, you know, like you can go to right. you can go to school for it, but you still don't actually know what the heck you're doing until you actually work on a show. Yeah. And so I, I kind of got thrown into it. And luckily I had David Sachs, who's, who's like, he's the best. Like he really is one of the greatest guys. I learned so much from this guy. Um, and I think with, with me and him, it's like, especially in the writing process, like I remember when we, the first batch of writers we got, um, I knew what the show was and I had to explain what this show was to them. And I tried, man, I tried, I bought like movies like sunshine and moon and interstellar and you know, the, uh, the, the new star Trek stuff. And like, and I was like, watch this, this is what I want it to be like. And it, what the scripts that would come back would always be like very Futurama, very Rick and Morty. And that's because that's the hot thing in, in, in Hollywood. A lot of Hollywood writers kind of, write the same in, in a weird way it, it, not really identical but they write the same because it's like that's the hot thing right now and they've come off of these shows so when they a lot of these like we had one uh rick and morty writer and you know, we had other writers from you know um i think like people of earth and stuff and they were great they were all great writers i'm telling you like, they're all great writers but it was hard for them to like adapt to what this was because it was such a new thing and so season one was trying to really kind of work with other people and try to explain what this show was to them. And I'm telling you, I, I tried my best, man. I tried, and it's so hard to do that. And I tried, and I tried, and I tried. And I think for what the task was, I look at that season and I think, I don't think I could have done in that present moment in time. This is, this is how, I, how I always view things. If, if I've done something, and in that moment, in that time, if I couldn't do a better job than what I did, then I'm proud of it. And I'm immensely proud of that season because I don't think at that present moment in time, with no experience, with no um, real kind of idea of, of how to explain this stuff and, and really kind of work with people and knowing nobody in L.A., it was yeah. like that was the best that I could do. Yeah. And so I think with season two a lot of these people, you know, came from, from season one. So they, they had that experience with the show, which was huge. It was huge. Um, another thing that was, that was really, really good is that me and David 
really kind of knew what this show was at that point. And I know that there's moments where, you know, that we'll be so like in, in link with each other in the writing process that it's like, this is great. Like we, we got faster at writing scripts season two because we knew what this, the show was. And even though like we, you know, we, we've had a lot of writers on, on this season, just kind of like, you know, doing a lot of punch up. And that's, that's, I think that's the, the, the strategy that I want to do going forward is like, have me and David write the stories, you know, and, and a lot of these jokes, there, there are jokes and, and, but there's a lot of punch up jokes from other writers. It's like, just write the stories, send that to a bunch of punch up writers to make it as funny as possible. And I think that's the winning formula because that, that's kind of what we did this season is, is we kind of really tapped into those scripts and, um, I think the stories are working. I think it's a lot funnier. Um, so I think the writing process, we figured it out. I think also in the directing side, yeah. um, we had uh, one of the directors actually come from season one, who's, who was our supervising director this season, Ben Bajilajek. Yep. And just coming off of a season of the show, it's amazing how much of a difference that did in even his directing of episodes. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, he did such a freaking fantastic job this season. Um, and there'd be times I'd walk in and I would I'd watch an animatic and be like, I, I have not one note. This is like <laughs> great. This is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And it's because he's passionate about it. Everybody's really passionate, I think, uh, uh, about the show. At least I hope so. Um, yeah. And the, the artist, I mean, they. Devo is such a fantastic art incredible, director. Incredible, incredible person. <laughs> yeah, he he really did something really awesome, and he w- we were kind of tasked with the idea of like, you know, because a lot of people, I guess, thought the art style for season one was was kind of like on the borderline between adult and and child animation. Yeah. Uh, not child, kids animation. Hold on, there's a helicopter. <laughs> Get through the chopper. Um, <laughs> So there, that was kind of like something that that we were kind of tasked with this season. And he really wanted to kind of make this stand out in a bigger way. And one thing that I that I that I was like, hey, is there any way I, I remember the conversation because we, we would meet with TBS and I come back and we're designing new characters and and ship stuff. And um, I remember the, the thing with Gary's hair I was like, is there a way to just add more hair to him? And he yeah. was like, yeah, yeah, we can do that. You know, it's like. <laughs> He just he would just take it and just run with it, and yeah. you really see that the art this season is just bonkers. Oh, absolutely! He, yeah. he, he him and his artist. I was thank you, thank you so much. They did. Uh, oh, that's all. They get all the credit. <laughs> I didn't do any of the art. Um, I would essentially say, you know, kind of tell him, you know, that that I want it darker or uh, to be it scarier or, or yeah. funnier or this or that. You know, I would. I would kind of give like pointers and stuff, but I would just let them kind of do the art. And that's kind of like how I, how I like managing things is like, you let the artist do the art and I'll just worry about the story. You know? Yeah. Um, but they did a fantastic job. So season one to season two, we just learned so, so much. Yeah. And I mean, talking to, to him and the other artists I've talked to and the, the producers and directors and they've all just been, they they all say that they love season one, but they're super excited because they they took so much from season one and just yeah. ran with it for season two. And you know, talking to Devo specifically, he was like, 
he was super super excited just for the different color schemes that he had and the yeah. the really detailed backgrounds that they've been working on and you know last season that, that's what i think final space became known for was you know that cinematic feel to it and this season looks yeah. even better it's it's a lot it's it's i think it's more cinematic this season i think the 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 thing with him is uh, he he gets really excited about stuff you <laughs> yes. know you know when he's excited about it absolutely he won't stop talking he just keeps he will talk about it till the moon comes home and it's like the moment you're like there it's like dude devo i let's do it you know like i can tell i can tell when he's passionate about something and that gets me excited because he's passionate and then when when ben is on something like i did something very very uh particular in this season and there's no real spoilers with this but um i remember talking to him pretty early in the writing process and they both had a couple things that that uh they really loved like uh, when they grew up you know like stuff that um so like the one of them devo loves dino riders loves them i mean he loves the show he wants to reboot it it's like his one of his favorite shows yeah and i remember i was like man you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna make some sort of dino rider <laughs> in season two and the moment i i remember i wrote it in the script i showed it to him he like flipped out and he was like he drew so many dang dino kind of writer <laughs> things and it's it, it's great it, you you can tell like with that like we're good friends and and um i, I love doing that because it's like i know that he's getting to do something in a weird way that he's always wanted to do yeah. um and it's like it's that's just the icing on the cake you know and, and with ben he told me about this one uh cowboy bebop episode called toys in the attic and he described it to me and I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to make something like that. And, and when I, when I showed him the script, he was like, I can't believe I get to do this. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> so it's like, it, you know, that, that's the kind of stuff like it's, you, you get those guys passionate about something and they're just going to turn in fantastic work. And, um, they're just amazing artists and, and every, pretty much everybody on the show has been fantastic to work with. So it's like season two has been just a joy to work with those guys. Awesome, yeah. All right, so I, of course we've all seen you. You're working on some more stuff outside of Final Space. So what what do your future projects look like right now? Yeah, I mean that that's that's kind of the weird thing about uh, you know shows in Hollywood and, and um, that you don't really know or expect. I'm used to just working like a job, and you just have that job from now until whenever you decide to turn in your two weeks. Um, and I've done YouTube and I've done, you know, I've worked at a, a, an airline fabricating place. Like I sanded an, like airplane antennas for five years through college. Um, so I've had real jobs, you know, Sunglass Hut and the movie theater. And um, so I'm used to that stuff. And in Hollywood, it's like, it isn't like that. It's like, essentially, once you're done with a season, you're just done. You got to find new work. Right. And so season two is about to kind of like wrap up in September. That's when we're we turn in the last episode, essentially. Yeah. And so like my my thought process is like, I don't know. I can't bank on a season three. I think I think it's going to get a season three. The, every there's so many people that love the show at TBS and yeah. and Adult Swim and I mean one of the dang TBS executives got a tattoo of Tribor on his leg. It, it's like <laughs> it's hard to think like 
this show is going to go not have a season three, but yeah, a lot of it depends on that number. You know, a lot of it is, is stuff that I've learned from my dad, which is, um, you always, you always plan for the worst case scenario. And so I got to plan for the worst case scenario if there is no season three. Um, but I think it's going to get a season three, but if it doesn't, let's say the, the off chance, worst case scenario, there's no season three. Uh, we're getting ready to pitch, um, a show called the lines blaze. Um, it's a, it, there, there's a little uh, presentation on my on my uh, YouTube on it, and it's and it's yes. a it's a lot different than that. Um, same kind of story, but it's like it's it's really really cool. We we it's the same people on Final Space, so it's Konico and David Sachs. Yeah, and we're getting ready to pitch that. They're setting the meetings right now, kind of after Fourth of July week. So awesome. we're gonna go out with that thing. Um, there's this really cool project um, that I've been kind of working on, hopefully to write as a feature. I've been working on that thing for like over a year. It's hard, man. Like it, at Hollywood, it's like you just, you could work on something for over a year and not, not really get paid for it in the yeah. hopes that you pitch it to get the job, you know? Right, that's, yeah. That's kind of what I'm doing. It, it's, it's getting ready to pitch a lot of stuff. Um, so... Hopefully something takes off. I mean, hopefully they all take off. That'd be awesome just uh, to keep things going on. But I think if, if, if you like Final Space, you're going to love Lines Blaze. So it's, 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 it's that same kind of big world, cool ideas, dramatic action, comedy. Um, it's really nuts. It's going to be yeah. cool. Cool. Awesome. All right. And uh, last question for me before we get into Fan Tech Chance Respond. Um, so... Of course, without spoilers, um, what can we, I guess, overarchingly expect from the second season of Final Space? Yeah, I mean, the second season of Final Space, I'll say this. Like, there's there's one thing that I didn't want this show um, to kind of fall victim to, which is just kind of like, I, I there's there's two shows that I really like, but every single time that I see some a new season come out, they say these two things about these shows which this is us and Bojack. And they say the one line that, that I just like, ah, oh, I don't want the second season to be this, which is grab your tissues. You know, like <laughs> it's, it's, it's time to cry for an hour. Um, I don't want that. I don't want something where the show becomes predictable, you know, where it's, it's you, you're going into it expecting to be sad or expecting this. And, and I think, there are some very big heartbreaking things this season, but I think more than that, this season is a lot of fun. And I, th- that's kind of what I wanted um, this season to be is, is something where you're like, man, I want you to look back at when you watch all 13 episodes and say, that was an adventure. That was fun. Wow. You know, like that was, that, those are the feelings I want to, I want, I want you to have. And like, um, it's dark. You know, there's there's a there's a lot of dramatic stuff, and I think it's it's uh, firing on all cylinders. But I think I think that's ultimately what I'm hoping is that people just say, "Man, that was a blast!" You know, it was funny and it's cool, but it, it was fun. Awesome, cool. Well, we are going to take a pause and be back with Friend Texans Respond in just a minute. All right, folks, we'll be back in just a moment. What's up, guys? Gabe Jones here on Into Final Space, taking a moment just to announce that I will be at the Nashville Season 2 
premiere event party on Saturday, June 22nd. Really stoked to see see y'all there. Uh, really excited to hang out with you guys and talk some about Final Space and uh, hear your thoughts on the podcast. I'll also be joining with Star Cadet and the Soda Parlor to bring you some exclusive content straight from the party. So make sure you're tuning in and always listen to the podcast. Keep it up on Discord, Reddit, and of course, Instagram and Twitter. Until then, let's get back into this awesome interview with Olden Rogers. All right, so we are back uh, with a few questions from your fan check scenes out there. Uh, so first of all, from Josh on Discord, what from Final Space would you like to see turned into a Lego set? <laughs> oh, man, Mr. Galang. I would say, I mean, just a ship. You know, the Crimson Light would be awesome. Um, just a whole Lego set would be killer. Yeah, uh, that would be that would then you know you made it when you get a Lego set. That's yeah. that's that's when you know you. <laughs> it's the got other it. staple, yeah. All right. Uh, so next from Finn on Discord, uh, what were your inspirations in creating shows like Final Space and hopefully very soon Lions Place? You can talk a little bit about Final Space. If you want to talk some about Lions Place as well. Yeah, I yeah I think if if you've listened to the the podcast, um, that is essentially like you know it was it was a lot of movies out there, but. You know, like uh, the animated Transformers movie, the 1980s one, um, Interstellar, Moon, uh, Sunshine was a huge one. I just love the soundtrack on that so much. Uh, we use that for a lot of the temp music in, in making the uh, episodes. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's a lot of that. And I think for, for Lion's Blaze, it's been a lot of like Amblin, very Spielberg, like early Spielberg um, kind of stuff. And uh yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it. <laughs> Alrighty, uh, next we got Fudge Stuff. Um, will there be any more touching or heartbreaking songs in this upcoming season? Oh yeah, totally. One hundred percent. Alright, uh, Blaze then asked, uh, without spoilers of course, um, can you give a little bit of how much of Gary's past we'll get to see this season? Uh, I think you'll get to see a good bit of it. I mean, I, I, there's always more to tell, I think, but there's a good chunk that you're going to find out. Um, I think this season, um, but yeah, there's, there's still more to tell. So it's like, it's, it's can't give it all away. You know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is, you, you'll definitely see a good bit of it. Um, so yeah. All right. Um, so another great one from discord with, uh, Starbits. Um, are there any new morals or themes? You know, we had a lot of that that we could relate to in uh, season one that we can relate to uh, in season two as viewers. Yeah, I think the, there was a lot of, uh, in season one, a lot of loneliness. And I think season two, there's a little bit of that there, but it's also just kind of like, um, just a lot of people coming into their own, you know, like taking the worst parts of your past and, and making the best of it and kind of getting back up and, and, and facing the challenges that you got ahead of you, even though that you friggin' failed, you know? So I think it's, it's, it's a lot of overcoming. It's a lot of banding together. Um, and you'll definitely see it in, in this where it's, it's, he's got like, uh, people around him that really care about him, you know? So that, that's, that's, I think that's a really cool thing to, to do. If you get the right people in place around you, you can accomplish wonders. 
Yeah, awesome. All right. Uh, another question from Discord Zone for Dute. Um, one of his favorite things was the inclusiveness and the diversity of the show. Um, was the inclusiveness of different characters of different colors and creeds kind of strived for when you were creating the show? Wait, say that again? Uh, was the inclusiveness of different characters of different colors and creeds kind of strived for when you were creating the show? Yeah, I think it's... it's the, the cool thing doing a sci-fi show is that you can make things as colorful as you want. And that's something that, you know, Devo really wanted to do was, was um, use a lot of different colors. And we, we wanted it to be, uh, I remember, I remember I met with them. I was like, I want this to be the prettiest show you've seen on TV. And he took that and, and ran with it. And he loves like a lot of neon colors. Like he's, if yeah. you look at his art, like he just, <laughs> those are his go-tos. Um, and so I think it's, it's cool to, to use more than just the, the standard real life colors, you know, like it's, you know, with Ash, like her hair is like, like this blazing pink and it's just, just really interesting and unique to look at it. But I I think it's, it's always, I've always said that I I want the, the show as, as colorful on screen as off screen. So it's like a lot of the cast, like I've tried to, I try to make sure that, it's we're is as inclusive as possible. You know, it's it's a very diverse cast if you really look at it all together. Um, there's still too many white guys. <laughs> but <there's laughs> like you can't do much about that. Like I'm a white guy, I can't do anything about it. Um, but you know, we there's so many people on the show, you know, like Ron Funches, I mean, it, that voices Fox, like that could have went to anybody. But I was like, man, I really want Ron Funches, you know. And he got that role because he's freaking hysterical and i didn't just pick him because he's like he's he's a person of color forget that i i i watch ron funches comedy special and like this guy he, we even pitched him in the room like we want this guy imagine this voice coming out of this character and we i remember when we pitched it and we're going to the casting like who should we get to it for it and it's like i don't think ron would do this and he did it like it was it was an instant yes and I think it's when you see it like that, there's a lot of people, I mean, in, in, in Hollywood and in, in animation in general, where they don't go for, you know, the colorful cast. You know, I, I think even like I, I, I don't want to I don't want to call anybody out, but there's a lot of shows that just cast just straight white people. <laughs> <And> it's like <laughs> it's like, man, it's like there's so many more people than that and unique voices and stuff. And um I think if, if I have my way, like it's it's only kind of from here just to keep making uh, the cast more diverse and, and colorful and different. I want to, and that's the cool thing about Lions Blaze, is we we want that to be a world like like a like a global show. Yeah. So like, and much like how Lost did it, you know, with with that very diverse cast that's like from all over the world. That's how we want um, Lions Blaze to be. So it's like. There's of course a white guy. There's always got to be a white guy in there. But it's like every the whole other cast. Like there's um, African American. There's there's Chinese. There's there's Indian. Like, and we want to cast actual people from those countries because I think that would be a really colorful thing that I haven't seen in animation. You know, right. is to really make it diverse. And you hear those accents, and you hear it's like it's just going to make it more interesting. And um. I think that's always been the goal with, with the shows is, is to try to do something that is, is colorful and 
Whether or not I'm succeeding at it, I don't know, but we're trying. <laughs> it's like we're freaking trying our hardest. Right. All right, and so our last fan question comes from Matster270. Um, which outfit does Gary enjoy wearing the most, his spacesuit or his civilian clothes? I think his civilian clothes. His spacesuit was a prisoner outfit, so I, don't, <laughs> I, think, I think it's civilian clothes for sure. Right. All right, cool. Well, awesome. Uh, thank you so much for joining me today and uh, answering these questions. And we can, of course, not wait for the second season of Final Space, which is coming on Adult Swim, June 24th at 1130. Um, and just thank you again so much. Cool. Thank you so much, man. What an epic interview. Huge thanks to Olin Rogers for joining me on the show today. Look out for him this season on Final Space coming to Adult Swim. We've got more interviews coming up. As promised, the animation team from Jamfield will be on the show. As always, remember to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Into Final Space, and always submit your questions for interviews via Reddit and Discord. Thanks, guys, and I'll see you next time on Into Final Space.